All right, let's let's dive into these. Uh, outlast, outwork, outstrategize, um, outinnovate. You know, you guys. At the end of the day, you are in competition. You're in competition. A lot of times, you're in competition yourself. Right. You're in competition with the establishment. You're not just in competition with your your neighbor. Like you, you've got you've got to figure out how to. Um, how to finish the race. If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the Wealth Code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. Thank you all for participating in National Business Month. Uh, look, I have enjoyed this so much because I've been able to talk to so many people at so many different levels in so many different disciplines of healthcare about business and about the lessons and things that they've learned. I feel like one of the great ways to cap off this month is by hearing from someone that is uh, not only amazing at business, but my success partner, uh, a dear friend of mine, and just an amazing dude who I aspire to be like when it comes to Peloton racing and <laughs> cycling. Anyways, seriously, he's he's a total bad mama jama with that. Aaron LeBauer, thank you so much for being on the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. And thank you for being a part of National Business Month. Yeah, GT, thanks so much for having me on your show. It's it's always awesome to be here and to get a chance to chat with you. So dude, like I, I think this is going to be one of those episodes where you all are going to want to take notes uh, you're going to want to hear from someone that's been in this business game in healthcare for a while. So why don't we start off that way? Why don't you tell the people a little bit about uh, the business or businesses that you run? Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Aaron LeBauer. I'm a Sagittarius. I started uh, my first... If, if you were in the room, everyone would laugh, but that's not the case. Um, I started my first business in 1999. So I've been, I've owned a business in healthcare for over 22 years now, which is crazy. And so people are like, oh, why don't I, wow, this is hard. Why, why isn't things working? I'm like, don't compare my year 23 to your year one, mm. right? Or your month one. Uh, I started as a massage therapist. Um, I lived in San Francisco. And, you know, everyone there was like, oh, I know when I hurt my back, I need to go see my massage therapist. But what happened was people started, um, people started saying, hey, Aaron, you're the first person to touch me or hurt. You're the first person to help me. I've been to see everyone else. Um, and I'm so much better, but when is this going to go away? When is it going to finally get better? And I'm like, well, I'm such therapist. That's not my job. And that's not my role to know that. So I ended up going back to PT school and in PT school there, uh, there's a good hour's worth of stories to tell, but the two things that really happened that formed uh, where I am today are I had a professor in manual therapy class. She said, patients only need 30 to 45 seconds of hands-on care. And I raised my hand and I didn't even wait for her to call me. I said, that's not true because I've got a business that's eight years old that's built on people getting 30 to 45 seconds of hands-on care. <laughs> you know, I was like, so I just want to make sure everyone in the room knows that that's not an absolute case. And the professor just looked at me like I was the devil. Mm. And then, and then my first clinical rotation, I saw 43 patients one day and I'm seeing like four to five people an hour for a little over 10 hours. Mm. And I realized that day I couldn't, I, I couldn't work for someone else in this model. I was going to have to start my own business. 
And so I started uh, a cash-based practice out right when I got out of PT school. And I did that for, uh, what I do? I did that for five years. And really like after three years, people were asking me how I did it. And I started helping people just sharing what I knew, you know, Hey, you, you know, you can do this too. And um, then I ended up selling my first product in like 2012. I think I sold it on eJunkie. I sold a digital download and then I launched the course. And now I spend most of my time coaching other physical therapists to make more money, help more people create income impact and, you know, serve our patients and keep people from my big mission is to make sure patients stop coming in and saying, Dr. LeBauer, I know I need an MRI. I didn't know what's going wrong. And I was told never to lift more than 35 pounds ever again. And I wish I never had the surgery. Mm. So you mind if I ask you a few questions with yeah. just things that I heard you say, mm -hmm. uh, there's like four nuggets that I've already written down. So I'm going to, I'm going to, or at least, you know, remembered. I think the first thing you said was you, you tell people you've been in this game for 23 years. You said, don't compare my year 23 to your year one. Right. Expand on that a little bit more because there's a lot of people that I don't know if they get that. Right. I mean, I think people, they're like, oh, I just found out about you. You've only been doing this for a year or Aaron's only been doing this for, you know, as long as he's been, I mean, it's it, so like I, one, they don't know like what I've been doing and how much time I've put in um, to make this work and figure this out. And two, what they're doing is they're expecting immediate results, immediate gratification. It's the same as our patients coming in and saying, Greg, my back hurts. Can you just fix it? You know, I've no, I've got a herniated disc. Can't you just take a pencil or a finger and just push it back in and I can go on my way and without doing any of the work. Um, and I think it's our expectation of what it takes to be successful. Um, and people are allergic to hard work. Right. Uh, okay. Let, you know what? I want to, I, I want to chime in here. Uh, I, I was just talking about this to some of uh, the team members here and talking about the fact that in order to get the type of clientele that you want, you have to actually become the clientele. Mm, that yes. you and so and so it's so funny because when physical therapists, because I know that's primarily who you work with, well, when physical therapists are uh, are trying to get clients, they get so frustrated when they have clients that are coming to them, like saying, you know what, I want a quick fix, or this is taking way too long. You know, I'm three weeks in and I'm not better. You know what? After the first visit, then you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere else. And we get so frustrated and so disgusted with people when they say that. Then conversely, we're doing the same thing. We turn around and do the same thing. Yep. We're doing the same thing. And I, I think it's really important that we understand that whatever type of client you want to attract, you must be that person mm -hmm. first. If you want to have someone that's going to be in it for the long haul, then you need to be someone that's consistent with executing out on the thing and doing the boring stuff over and over and over again. If you want someone that is going to um, do the hard stuff or do things that they're just not used to doing. Or okay? even if you expect someone to fork over some money for your help, you need to be willing to fork over money for someone else's help. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you guys got to <laughs> become the thing that you want in your life. You have to become that first, yeah. uh, man. That's that, that's so huge. Okay. There was another thing you said, you said 1999 is when you started. Mm -hmm. So for you, when you went into PT school, was the plan from the get-go that you were going to be a business owner? Or did that happen after that 43 patient day clinic disaster? It happened after the 43 patient day. I went in thinking, 
running a business is hard. You know, I was just getting it off the ground. Like I was after, uh, in 2004, when I left San Francisco, I was like, well, after four years, I'm just getting this to where like it's sustainable and it's all I need to do. And then I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go to PT school and I'll get a job at the hospital or get a job being like, you know, like a, it, you know, my dream was to, Hey, can I be the physical therapist working alongside other primary care providers, right. you know, and see all the musculoskeletal people. I was like, but I realized that day that one, no one's going to pay me to do like, I can't get reimbursed enough to make, to make that work Two, I'm gonna have to see so many people that this isn't it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do, keep doing my own thing. Cause I kept my massage business through PT school. I was charging $85 an hour. I actually moved from San Francisco to Greensboro and was able to charge $10 more an hour, you know, not because it's a bigger city, you know, just for, you know, cause I was like, well, I've, you know, I'm going to, everyone in San Francisco is a massage therapist, not many body workers in Greensboro. I had more of a niche. And I just said, look, I'm just going to charge an extra $10 an hour. And I only charged $10 an hour more because I didn't have a business coach at the time telling me that I should be charging more because not enough people were doing it or sharing what they were doing or willing to help. Wow. Um, you said also after that 43 patient day mm -hmm. that this model doesn't work for me Yeah, and I need a different model. I, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, physical therapy, that's not the thing to get into anymore. Occupational therapy, oh, that's not the thing to get into anymore. Being a you know, massage therapist, oh, that's not the thing to get into anymore. But you said, you didn't say, oh, wow, this sucks. You said the model doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. I think in one, I kind of preface this by saying some patients just need to get off the damn couch. So get them into PT three times a week. They're off the couch. They're going to get better. Some people, um, you know, like are good in, in different ways of delivering care. So I think for me, it was, I've already been treating people one-on-one -on -one and they've been coming and saying, they've already been to PT multiple times. They've gotten the surgery, they've gotten the injections, they've been to acupuncture, et cetera. And I'm the only one that can help them. And so I said, okay, PT school, I'm going to get a doctor before my name, DR period before my name. And I'm going to have a bigger practice act. Um, actually my PT practice act is more limiting than my massage practice act. Wow. And, but, but it was this, the model of, okay, I can't get paid $38 a visit no matter what, um, by United healthcare, which at the time that's what they were paying. And I wasn't going to see four people an hour. It's just like, I'm not going to do it. I can't do effective therapy the way that I want to do it or to serve the population that I've been treating, but I'm going to go backwards and say one-on-one -on -one physical therapy isn't the gold standard. It's one-on-one. -on -one four people at a time, it's not, doesn't work, but one on many can work incredibly well. So I was just talking with, with Jake this morning and we we're like, okay, this is like telehealth 2.0, Greg, it's me doing, uh, like run coaching for 20 people. You know, I've got a handful of clients that are doing this and I'm sure you do where they're not doing telehealth. Like we would think about it, like direct patient care one-on-one -on -one through zoom. It's a one to many group coaching program. I can get in front of a yoga class of 30 people. I can talk to each person for 30 seconds. Where does it hurt? What'd you do? Write it down or mental note. And I can teach a class for everyone to get something out of it and help everyone. And that's one to many. And I can make $500 in that hour, which I've done. So there's different models, but the way it's always been done isn't the way it has to be done. Right. Okay. You guys, uh, I hope that you go back and just rewind that last two minutes because this will save you 
I'm talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. For many of you, tens of thousands of dollars. You think that because of the way that you are operating right now doing practice is not working for you, that what you have to do is you have to basically eliminate that entire practice. You got to move into an entirely different profession. I am still in healthcare. I'm just working in a different model. Aaron is still in healthcare. He's working in a different model. When we were working for the man, we were working in healthcare, but we were working for a model that didn't work for us. Okay. And so a lot of times we're very lazy in when we are trying to pivot. We're like, well, this doesn't work. That means nothing works in this field. The truth is, is that a lot of times it's just the model that you're in. Right. Okay. It's like saying I tried physical therapy, physical therapy doesn't work. And right. There's a lot and of we get types frustrated of with that when we hear people say that, right? We, right. <laughs> we get frustrated. We're like, oh my gosh, because you never tried it my way. Your way is a different right. model. Okay. The way that you're operating right now as a physical therapist, as an occupational therapist, as a dietitian, well, if you don't like it, just change the model. And I want to tell you all that all I've done throughout my career is change the model. And the reason why that's so important is because I've had to remind myself that, look, I went into physical therapy because I thought it was going to give me something. And then when I got into it, I realized, oh my gosh, it's not going to give me the thing that I wanted. But instead of me leaving the field, I just said, wait, how can I stay in the field? But is there a different model that can actually give me the thing? And when you, when I started asking that question, I got a different answer. I got a certain answer and that answer allowed me to stay within the field. I'm not telling you Mm -hmm. that you have to stay in the field. I'm not holding you behind your hands and handcuffing you. But what I am telling you is that a lot of times you change the model and it changes your life. So, so, so I love that. All right. So now you've been in business since 1999. We're 23 years in. Uh, massage therapy business, physical therapy business, now consulting and coaching. Can you give me, I don't know, three valuable tips, three things that you've learned during your business journey that um, that you wish you would have known before and things that you can serve with the audience? Yeah, that's great. It's hard to na- narrow it down to three, but uh, the three come to mind in, uh, in no particular order, but probably in backwards, probably the most important is be willing to outlast your competitor. And by that mean, mean competitor, I'm not saying like the PT practice down the street who is actually competing with, you know, cause they're not going to, if you do things right, they're not going to compete for patients with you, but be willing to outlast everyone. Because if you give up at the first sign of trouble, like you're not going to serve anybody, you're going to end up leaving the profession or getting a job and hating it. But if you start a business, you have to be willing to outlast even yourself, even what your expectations, your family people that love you, who want to protect you, you have to be willing to just like almost be bullheaded and keep going down the path because if you don't quit, you'll never lose. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Number two lesson. Um, I think it's get a mentor and business coach. That's going to be my number two. The very first book I, I bought was, um, so buying books and information, like it really, it's like learn how to do business, right? Learn how to do business. You have to study it as hard as you do, you know, physical therapy or way you deliver your results, um, but you need to learn business and you don't need to get an MBA for that in your study. But I had a book by Jay Conrad Levinson, Gorilla Marketing. And it was great. And it taught me a lot about marketing, but it didn't give me the, as near as fast of results as every time I've worked with a business coach, my results just r- grow rapidly because someone else can see solutions to the problems. They can see the other model. They can see the other opportunities that maybe you can't because you're so deep into it because you've been trying to outlast everyone. And so, you know, really it's doing that. It's like the same reason I have a physical therapist. I don't pay them per treatment. I 
pay them, I end up paying them a salary. So they treat me for free, but I pay, you know, I would pay and I have, I've paid $350 for a massage before. I mean, I would pay that to get that, take care of my body. I need someone else to take care of my body, even though I know what's going on. Same with my business. So that's the other one. It's, it's getting some outside help. And I think the, the third thing is be around other high performers, be around other people who are doing what you're doing. And don't be the, don't be the big fish in the room unless you're getting paid to be there. Be the small fish. Wow. Wow. All right. Let's, let's dive into these. Uh, outlast, outwork, outstrategize, um, out-innovate. You know, you guys, at the end of the day, you are in competition. You're in competition. A lot of times you're in competition yourself. Right. You're in competition with the establishment. You're not just in competition with your, your neighbor. Like you, you've got, you've got to figure out how to, um, how to finish the race. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest competitor, are the orthopedic surgeons and the MRI machines. Yeah. And you know something, I think it's, I think it's very important. I think this is an honest thing. It's like, you've got to understand that you're in a game and you're in a race and there is competition. And a lot of like, like from, like for me and you as consultants in this, we are we are in competition. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've come to realize is that we're not in competition with each other. I am not in competition with Aaron about he's, he's my ally. And people are like, what? I don't get it. You guys both do. You guys, does you guys have like uh, mutual clients or what? Listen, we're in competition with the establishment. We're in competition with the mindset that we have to break down of what they have learned. Our clients have learned prior that is not allowing them to be able to achieve the results that they want and that they need for their life. So you guys got to understand this is a game and this is a race and there is competition. It's just the competition is not necessarily what you think it is. It's not the physical therapist next door. A lot of times competition is what you said. It's the orthopedic surgeons and it's the, 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 the uh, pills. It's, right. It's, it's the it's the uh, education that we've the indoctrination we've received on how to be a good employee and how to be compliant, not how to think outside the box. Right. Yeah, I love that. You said get a mentor and get a business coach. Yeah. Um, uh, I I think you know it's so crazy to me that there are people. You've been in business since 1999. I have not been in business that long. I've been in business since 2005. But it's still a long time. For you, it's 23 years. For me, it is 17. Now, there's a lot of pain during that time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. You know what? Here, let, here, let me ask you that right now. Um, tell me the biggest, the, the, the most painful experience you've had in business, or at least one of them that can come to your mind. Oh, right after PT BizCon uh, 2021? Uh, one of my employees gave her two week notice and I ended up firing another one because she encouraged her to leave. Wow. Now, I mean, there- and then there was COVID. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you were living Kavita Loca. You had two employees that basically kind of did a little undermining overthrow, try to have a little coup against the Labauer camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so like you went through that and that was painful. Oh yeah. It was pretty painful. I remember us talking on the phone about that. I thought, by the way, his event meant amazing that year. It was went so great. And honestly, uh, we talked like the day after just 
texting each other or whatnot and how things were going. Da, da, da. I was like, oh my gosh, crush it, man. And then it went like a month until we talked again. Yeah. And I just know, I, I do remember the pain that you were feeling with that. Now, here's my question to you. Since that happened, have you been able to coach and mentor people that are dealing with employee issues, team issues, that you were able to use that pain that you had and you're able to pull from that things that you did right, things that you did wrong, whatever the case may be, that has helped any of your clientele? Oh, yeah. That's my question to you, right? Absolutely. It's helped me too. Right. It's helped I think, okay. Yeah, I think that was one of those ep- those times where like we've had I've had a lot of things. You know, a lot of things happen. You know, this was recent and it was a big deal. Right. Um, you know, and I think what I realized during that period, we're like for like a month, it was like a I think it was a month before I ended up firing the other, you know, the other person. Uh, because I had to figure it out. And like you helped me with that, but it was and it was so painful. And it's like I didn't want to go to work, and it was just like I was like, I knew that if I can get through this, I'm gonna get back up and I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna grow exponentially. I know. I knew then I learned then, okay, this, I didn't learn then. I realized then I recognized, okay, this is the feeling when growth is happening. It wasn't the success of last week. It was what's happening right now. It hurts and it hurts in a different way. And I know that hurt now means that growth is happening, right? Or growth okay. is coming in the future. I, I think this is so huge. You guys, Aaron has been very vulnerable and open and honest about some of the pain that he had in 2021 with regards to that. Why wouldn't you be willing to invest in order to have people that have already kind of been a sacrificial lamb for something and allow you to not have to deal with that pain? Unless you just feel like, you know what, I'd rather just go through all the pain that I can possibly go through because that's the only way that I would be willing to learn. To me, that's not sage wisdom. Now, I remember giving my two cents in with him. And the only reason why I was able to give him any type of values, because I had gone through my, uh, you know, amount of pain. I've gone through a history of dealing with a very similar situation. And so that was able to help him, his business coaches and mentors. He basically went to them as well. Say, Hey, how do I navigate through this situation? So that that situation didn't destroy his business. My point is you guys, is that that's the reason why. Like you're probably like, oh, well, you're a business coach and you're a mentor. That's why you're saying it. Listen, I have business coaches. I have mentors and I pay them a lot of money. And I truly believe it's because I made a decision. And I'm, I know this is what Aaron did as well. We made a decision that, look, I'm going to go through enough mistakes on my own just through my mere stupidity. Okay. I'm going to try. I don't need to go through all the pain. Pain is pain, y'all. It's tough. Um, and I am going to pay. And I'm going to invest in myself and invest in someone else that's already done it. And there's just different levels to it. I mean, reading a book is awesome. It's fantastic. There's nothing like someone that literally can give you stories and give you things that they've gone through and tangibly like guide you through that whole process. Yeah. So I sit that. across the table from you or on the other end of a phone line and be like, this is, yeah, I hear you. And this is what you should do. Cause I had to do the same thing. Be careful of this. Right. Yeah. You you also said be around high performers. Yeah. Um, give me some examples. Um, going to events. Yeah. I mean, so going to events. I think, uh, you know, like as the world opens back up, there are more business events. But you know, you and I will both be at uh, Funnel Hacking Live in a few weeks. 
Mm-hmm. And I know I get to be around Greg and I get to listen to people who are uh, more successful than me. I'm not sure that the audience is going to be, you know, the, I'm sure there'll be people in the audience that you and I can get something from. Mm-hmm. Um, but so if I want to know, can I go somewhere that uh, people are more successful than me and everyone there is going to give me some value? Then I'm going to go pay for a coaching program, some kind of coaching program where you know, I did this with Bedris. I was in his empire mastermind and I was the I was, this, I, I was, I made the least amount of everyone there, but all I did was get value from people just in hearing them ask questions, um, hearing about the problems in their business at the scale they were in to be able to, you know, see what they're doing. Um, be around high performers is like, okay, just interview the person in town, take the person in town who, you know, owns the most amount of real estate or the largest business, take them out to dinner, take them out to lunch. Don't like ask them for anything. Just go like get to know them. I think those are some of the those are some of the ways to do that. I think it's it's like Hansel and Gretel, success leaves clues, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I ate I ate lunch. There's a guy in town who has kids at my kids' school, but he also worked out at the gym I was working out. And you know, so I went out to lunch with him one day, and he now owns like two hundred and something pizza huts. And at the time, yeah, at the time he had sold some other business and just being able to have lunch with this guy who's a regular dude, who's not as strong as me, you know, at the gym. And I'm not even that I'm tall and skinny. I can't deadlift or snatch a lot, but you know, you know, it's like, here's someone who's like me, or maybe, you know, I feel like I'm more athletic than him, but dude, he's crushing me in business. And he just thinks about it in multiples. He just, all he's doing is adding zeros. And he says, look, I know if this number is bigger than that number by at least a factor of two, then it's a good buy. And it's like, oh, it just becomes so simple. But I would never know that if I didn't go out to lunch with him. Man, guys, that's, this, is so, this is so powerful. Uh, being in the right rooms, being around people that uh, expand your capacity. I think that's the best way to put it. Expanding your capacity. For me, I, I just spoke at an event this past weekend, Aaron. And mm-hmm. I told the people that my goal, and this really was it, I, I made 39.5 annual salary working between two facilities. And my goal, my dream by year 10 was to make $50,000 a year. Like, so just think about that for a second, bro. I graduated in 2000. So by 2010, I'm making 50K a year. And I would be one. I, like I told myself, as long as I get my 4% increase by year 10, I will have crossed the $50,000 mark. I, I, I knew that type of math. I didn't know the type of math that that dude that you know, that owns all the pizza huts, no, right? But, but I knew that type of math. And I was like, you know what? That would be amazing. Bro, that's the capacity that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, there's, it's hard to um, change the capacity. You talk about it as like your thermostat, right? For money, your thermostat. You can't yeah. change the thermostat unless you're around someone who's already got their thermostat set thermostat higher. higher. Yeah, you guys, that's really it. So I think about today on how different all that looks, and I'm like, how did that happen? It happened basically what you just said. It's just mm-hmm. me being around other high performers. I didn't realize that a higher number than fifty thousand was possible. Some of you right now thinking fifty thousand. Why would you think that? Well, why do you think what you think right now? You think right. what you think right now because you saw somebody else make. 75,000 or 80,000 or 90,000. Well, why do I think that that's low? Why do I think that 4 million is low today? Well, because I know people that make 40 million, 50 million, 60 million, 70 million. You see what I mean? You guys, it's just your capacity on whatever it is that you've allowed yourself to actually 
um, infiltrate inside your life. So, dude, that's absolutely amazing. I love it. All right. Um, Let's finish out with this. Give me something of value that you could give to my audience and share it with us. Mm -hmm. I know one thing I would like to share. Um, and that's about your event, but, 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 but we'll talk about that. But is there something else that you could share with them yeah. that would be of value? Um, I think there's, there's a couple of things, but I think the first thing that comes to mind that I think is huge that people have a hard time believing is you're smart. I'm going to tell you, you're smart. Greg's smart, but whoever's listening, you are smart. You're smart. You've got a lot of things to teach people. And you're probably thinking, well, how do I leverage my time? How do I Stop trading time for money. Okay, let me go create an online course. Well, the number one mistake you're ever going to make is to build the course before you sell it. Mm. Do not go build your course before you sell it. Sell it first. Get at least six people to pay you money for this course, and it should be at least $200 before you go spend the time to build it. I've worked with many people who've spent tens of thousands of dollars building out courses, and they're upset because they can't recoup their money. They're, you know, they, they, they are not selling anything or people spend hours and hours of time building something and no one wants to buy it. And they're just so frustrated and unwilling to ask for help. Or I try to help them and they're so invested in it being the way they think it should be. um, And they're unwilling to try something new. And so if you're going to sell something online or in person before you build it, sell it first. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. Save so much time, Mm. so much time so much heartache uh, yeah. by figuring out what people want. Just remember this. It's right. not about you. It's about them. Right. And if you can't give them what they want, they ain't going to buy it. They don't right. care how nice you are. don't care what type of credentials you have. You may know what they need, but it may not be what they want. So right. you have to sell them what they want and then give them what they need. But yeah. it's what they need needs to be what they ask for. I love it. Love it. All right. I know it's in March of next year, mm-hmm. but can you tell them a little bit about PT BizCon 2023? Yeah. PT BizCon 2023. It's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll make sure I got the dates right, but it's going to be March 17th and 18th in Charlotte, North Carolina. So even if it's just spring break, you can bring your kids, send them to Great Wolf Lodge. Greg and I have both been there with our families, just not at the same time. Um, You know, Carowinds or the Whitewater Center or whatever. Um, There's going to be, I don't know how many speakers yet, but there's going to be a good... uh, seven or eight speakers. There's going to be some special guests. I'm going to be speaking. Um, Greg's going to be speaking. Um, you know, but, uh, if you want to learn about more who's speaking, that's later on, but let me tell you what it's going to do for you. It's going to put you around high performers. It's going to put you in a room with people who are already doing it. You're going to learn some of the latest business marketing and sales strategies, and it's going to be in person. So it's going to fire you up just by chatting with people in the hallway who are doing what you're doing and reignite your like passion for helping people working hard and outlasting the competition. Love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, you know what, um, bro, I appreciate you. I appreciate all the things that you have not just done for me, but what you've done for the profession. Um, do you know offhand the numbers? Like, do you know how many people have started a cash practice or some, like, I know it's gotta be some gargantuan number. Yeah. If you, like, you know what it is? No, I don't. I, I know that I've got 6,500 people in my Facebook group, the Cash PT Nation. I don't know that they've all started, um, but I know they're all at least interested in it. I know everyone, not everyone's in there. Um, I've put over a thousand people through my course, the Cash PT Blueprint, and hundreds of people in my mastermind. So 
you know, and, and there's people every day there. Oh, I've sold like, like 5,000 copies of my book. And I know, so there's a lot of people and some of the people have bought all three, but I know there's thousands of cash-based practices. I know that the numbers have 10 X in the last 10 years, since I started talking about this stuff. And I think that, you know, the writing's on the wall. Um, it's just a matter of time before everyone is doing some sort of cash. We're more like dentists, you know, and, and, and mental health therapists where insurance doesn't really cover what we do. Um, it's getting really close, but there's thousands of people there's to my knowledge, there's not like a study or a survey that's, um, that's been published or I just don't have access to it because I'm not in the APTA right now. Okay. So, um, I want to finish this off by just a couple of things that Aaron just said. And I want to bring it back to what he said in the beginning of this podcast. He said uh, that he has to tell clients and people, do not compare my year 23 to year year one. Now, I want to just quickly bring you through kind of the genesis of this guy's you know, uh, a career. Started off as a massage therapist and had his own massage-based practice. Then became a physical therapist because he thought that he would have Tighter Practice Act, um, a doctor behind his name. Uh, and be able to help people in just just adding to his re- his uh, repertoire. He quickly realized that oh my gosh, the way that they're teaching people that model doesn't work for me, and he gave himself the choice to change. Okay, so here's the deal: Did Aaron go right into coaching right away? No. What Aaron did is he actually did it. <laughs> he did it. He actually opened up a practice. He had a massage one, and then he went and had a physical therapy one, and he took that physical therapy one and got clients. Got more clients, got more clients, got more clients, and then added a therapist, added a team, added staff to his practice. And after he did that, then he said, you know what? I'm doing this really good in Greensboro, North Carolina. I can help other people start their practice. And like, I know that because in 2016 is when I met him. Okay. Um, actually, yes, yeah, it was 2016. I think it was. We met, right? Yeah. And like, we, we met online through a, a, um, a group. But then after that, we became, you know, good friends uh, after speaking at the same event in Seattle. And so, and so here's the deal. I guess my point is, is that don't compare his year 23 to your year one. Aaron makes lots of money today, but he helps lots of people. 6,500 people are in his cash PT group. By the way, he serves pretty much 99% of those people and they don't pay him a penny. Okay. He's put out a book. Why? Because he's done it. He's had a mastermind group because he's done it. He has a cash PT blueprint, um, uh, you know, program that he's been able to put that out. Cause these are systems that he's done. That's worked for him. So again, you guys look, I'm not saying that it should take you 23 years, but I think what Aaron's goal, and at least what my goal is as well is to condense that for you so that, uh, your year one, doesn't have to take you 23 years in order to get to Aaron's year 23. But the truth of the matter is a lot of you don't understand business. A lot of you want the results of business. You want the, 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 the beauty of what happens at year 23. You want that type of money to come in your bank account, but you don't know the game. You don't know how to operate the game. You don't understand how to outlast the game. You don't understand the uh, tools and the things that you can use today. And you don't know how to operate. And I think that it's just important for you to understand what he just said. And I just want you all to just remember what his career looked like and understand that you need to at least go through some semblance of that just in a different way today, because we live in 2022. But I just think that that's so important to hear from someone that's up here now, 
But just remember that this is where he started from. And at the end of the day, his main thing that he wanted is he just wanted a better life for himself. And he realized the model that he was operating in when he saw 43 patients that day wasn't going to do it for him. Aaron, do you have anything more to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's like, if something's not working for you, figure out how to fix it or change it. Right. Don't just give up and run away. And then it's, you're right. It's like, my goal isn't like to coach someone for 23 years to get to my level. It's to time collapse it into, you know, three or three to five years, you know, which I mean, I've helped people do. So um, I think that the main thing to understand is that this is a long game, not a short game. And the long game, there's going to be ups and downs, just like the stock market. But the best opportunities are during the downtimes. The downtimes are where the growth happens. The downtimes where everyone else is going to quit. The downtimes are when there are opportunities to buy, you know, leverage your income to buy uh, real estate, uh, businesses, other like opportunities, and um, or even just take an opportunity from someone else who quits. You know, so everyone looks at the downtimes as like a time to hold on, but really that's the time to expand. That's the time to expand. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, where can they find you? At Aaron LeBauer on Instagram or AaronLeBauer.com. Awesome. Bro, I, you know, I've told you this before. Let me say it again. I appreciate uh, your friendship more than anything else. Uh, you have taught me a Thank lot you. of things. You have always been an amazing supporter uh, of what it is that I'm doing. I, 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 I already know when I call you, you're going to say yes. I just want to be polite about it. <laughs> and, I, and I don't, don't want to take it for granted. But you're, he's just that type of person. Uh, I, I hope for every single one of you that's listening that you have an Aaron LeBauer in your life, whoever that is for you, you know, that is someone that's going to push you, someone that you know is going to have your back, doesn't always want to hear just when things are good. You're totally comfortable coming to that person when things are not so good. And it's going to be that person that kick you in the butt when it's time to get up. It's also going to be that person to kind of bring you off your high horse when things are way too high. And um, it's just it's just the perfect friendship. And so, dude, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you do for me. And I appreciate everything you've done for the profession. Dude, thank you so much. Appreciate that, G- GT. And appreciate you a ton. And I could spend 10 minutes orating about you, but we can do that on my podcast. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll do that another time. You know, but I appreciate you a ton and the feelings mutual. Thank you so awesome. much. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. These are just two buddies uh, just talking, talking business, talking life, talking pain, talking all that other good stuff. Uh, we'll end the podcast now. We'll keep on talking after. All right. Love you guys. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Till next time. Thank you.